Hi everyone. Welcome to Seed Planters with the Cameron family. We meet weekly via video to discuss a new keyword and what we've learned in life regarding each new word. My name is Michelle. I'm Suzette. And I'm Nicole. And I'm Jocelyn. We're three sisters sharing our thoughts with our dad. Join us for today's episode. Welcome, family and friends, to another episode of Seed Planters with the Cameron family. Thank you for joining us, and may God direct our words and our hearts as we discuss this week's word, and the word for this week is promise. So we're going to start off with our first question, which is, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word promise? And I'm going to uh, throw it out to uh, the family who is here, my sisters and my dad. So I don't know who wants to jump in first. And then I think I'll give my thoughts last, but I'll open the floor up to anyone. Hi, my name is Suzette. Um, when I hear the word promise, I think of an assurance that you give to someone Um you uh, say a word um, about something that you're going to do or something that you want to happen or to accomplish. Um, it could be something good for that person. So you make a promise to your family, make a promise to your children. Um, I'm going to do this at this particular time. And there is an expectation that this will happen. So when you make a promise to someone, it's important that you try your utmost best to keep it because uh, they're counting on you to do so. And um, it builds trust, I believe, when promises are kept. It allows you to build trust um, in that person that makes the promise. Um, it allows you to um, continue to build a relationship with a person that you actually trust. So if you keep making promises and make good on them, as people say, then um, it builds a strong relationship, a bond between those people. Making promises as leaders um, to people that you um, are in charge of, it's important to try to keep them. Things do come in the way to prevent promises from being fulfilled, but we should not always um, try to have excuses as to why we're not accomplishing things that we have spoken. Um, if it's unattainable, then I would say do not speak the promise, do not make the promise. If you do not feel that you can accomplish it, that you can carry it out. So promises are very important. It gives people something to hold on to, and it allows us to uh, build trust, relationship, and build bonds. Yes. So um, I wanted to add to what Suzette said. This is Michelle. Um, the one thing that I, I, that stands out to me is that most times promises are verbally made. Um, usually it's something that someone says to another person. Um, many times the person who's making the promise to the other person is someone that the other person has come to trust and believe. So their voice is a voice of maybe authority or a voice of um, 
uh, a family member, a, a friend, um, somebody that they're close to in some kind of way. And so they believe that when this person says this thing, they mean it and they're going to follow through and do what they said they're going to do. So that's, that's what I wanted to share about the word promise. So um, any thoughts from daddy? Yes, sorry about that. Um, this is Jocelyn. <laughs> I have listened uh, keenly to what um, the speakers before me, my two daughters have said. Um, and I agree with them totally. As a matter of fact, um, both of them have said stuff that I really um, had in mind before they spoke. But um, I'll, I'll add that there are times when uh, someone makes a promise and intended to keep it, but something happened that prevented them from keeping that promise. One of the things I believe should happen if you're not able to keep a promise is to make contact with the person, a person to whom you have made a contact, um, sorry, you have made a promise and update them on the problem that, you know, not necessarily the exact problem that you are facing, but the reason why you're not able to keep that promise and give them enough notice because people might be uh, actually putting some stuff off in order to accommodate you or the promise that you have made. And so just as how you would expect someone to uh, carry out a promise that was made, uh, fulfill it, then you should uh, also consider that other person or persons that they need to be notified ahead of time uh, once you have found out that you cannot keep it. Uh, if you found, found out that you cannot keep, uh, you cannot remember things uh, in order to be able to keep promises, I'm not saying you should not make the promise of promises, but you should make a note and keep a calendar so that you will be reminded um, regularly um, that promises were made and needed to be kept. <coughs> Sorry, at a certain time and date. Um, I Sometimes I, I reflect re really on so many people who have made promises even up to today, just today, I heard somebody, <coughs> sorry, um, asking someone to forgive them for not <laughs> doing something that they had promised. And I was present when the promise was made before. And I thought that a promise was kept because there are two weeks lapsed. <laughs> since that promise was not kept. And the person said, oh, no problem, uh, don't rush, you know. But I know that that per person is expecting the promise to be kept. 
because they actually hinted it to me, but I didn't want to interfere at that point because the person was apologizing for not keeping the promise. But it's always very, very good for us when we make a promise to keep him. And I think God wants us also to make a promise. So many people have made a promise that they're going to follow Jesus through to the end of their lives. And they have forfeited that um, promise that they have made along the way. And it's never a good thing to do for, uh, I, I'm not, I don't think God is gonna promise, uh, sorry, per, punish us for not uh, keeping the promise that we made. But uh, at the time when we made it, but he's expecting us to fulfill the promise that we have made. And if we did not repair that damage or breach that took place because of us failing to keep that promise, then in the end, I think there might be some punishment, you know, because we have promised to follow through to the end. And he says in one of the scriptures, that's better not to make a promise than to make it and not keep it. So that's what I understood clearly from what you all have said and what I have just uh, hinted. <laughs> okay, so thank you for those words of insight on the first thoughts of uh, the word promise. And now I, Nicole, uh, will give my thoughts on the word promise. And so um, it's some type of... Um, there's some type of expectation that comes along with a promise. So it's something like Michelle said, that's usually said. Um, so the, the, it's in conversation. So then that lets you know that a promise is given in the context of relationship or um, some type of connection between people. And with the promise, uh, there's a, a expectation of fulfillment and then the person who made the promise, they should honor it. So that's kind of what my dad was talking about, that, you know, the person that's receiving the promise is waiting. And then the person who made the promise should have some type of way to honor it. And in doing so, they continue to um, have their relationship thrive and you know, benefit, they both benefit somehow from it because they're building up their trust over time. Uh, what I'm going to do now is hand the conversation over back to Michelle, back to Michelle for her to go over the definitions and the scriptures that go along with the word promise. Hi, everyone. So the word promise, we look it up in the Merriam-Webster on the collegiate version of the dictionary. And um, it says a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. A legally binding declaration that gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or claim the performance or forbearance of a specified act. And then there's also reason to expect something, for example, little promise of relief 
especially ground for expectation of success, improvement, or excellence. Um, example shows considerable promise and something that is promised. And then for verb, there's um, promised, promising, um, to pledge to do, to bring about, or to provide. For example, promise aid. And then there's also um, warrant or assure betroth in the form of marriage where the woman is promised to the man. Um, to suggest beforehand, give promise off. For example, dark clouds promise rain. Um, and then in transitive verb, it says to make a promise or to give ground for expectation, be imminent. Um, so as a verb, you have promise, you have um, also there's a promiser, the person who's actually making the promise to people. And then you have synonyms like oath, pledge, vow, word. And for synonyms in the verb form, you have covenant, pledge, swear, vow. Um, a couple examples, they were attracted by the promise of success there is a promise of better days ahead and that that's the noun version. And then the verb version, promise me that you won't tell anyone or she promised to announce the results tomorrow. And you always promise, but you never do what you say you will. And we talked a lot about that in our, com um, our comments. This was first used in the 15th century as a noun, as well as in the 15th century for as a verb, and this word is coming from Middle English and from Latin. Okay, so some scriptures here that has the word promise in them. Of course, this is a very popular word in the scriptures, so I'll be just choosing a few to, to share. So Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, for I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Genesis 21 verse two, Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Genesis 50 verse 24, then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joshua chapter one, verses one to three. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. 1 Samuel 25, 30-32, when the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord, every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed 
or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord's success, remember your servant. David said to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel who has sent you today to meet me. Psalm 105 verses 42 and 43. For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. He brought out, of, brought out his people with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. And I didn't mention this before, but this is in um, the New International Version that I'm reading. Luke chapter one, verses 41 to 45. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Acts chapter one, verses four and five. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And 1 Timothy 4, verse 8, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Hebrews 10, verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. All righty. And... Um, this is a good one, wanted to share this one. Um, Isaiah 43, verse two, this is King James version. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And even though it doesn't have the word promise in there, this is definitely a promise. And that's all. Thank you, Michelle. Those um, were excellent uh, references from the word of God. And um, we received deeper understanding from hearing the definitions. And so I'm going to ask another question. Um, how do you think the word applies to God, which the word for today being promised, how does it apply to God, especially hearing the scriptures? Was there anything that you know, jumped out from hearing the scriptures being read that connects you to the word promise? I, um, right away, I was listening to, to the definitions and given, and the scriptures <clears throat> actually that was quoted, uh, scriptures that was, were quoted. <clears throat> and one of the scriptures that came to mind and I was reflecting on was the promise, I think that's Acts chapter 1, 4 through 5. Christ told um, his disciples not to leave Jerusalem, 
but to wait there until they have received the promise of the Comforter, whom we know is the Holy Spirit. And that on that day, it was 50 days after, uh, the, the promise was fulfilled. And one of, the, one of the notable things was that the people were speaking in other tongues, languages that were known by others from different countries because there were so many people gathered there as per usual um, for that um, ceremony, a feast. And um, they were there in Jerusalem and they heard them speaking in their tongues. And they were alarmed at the fact that they were not taught their language. Those people should not really know their language as such. And they were all speaking freely and clearly um, in different languages, which people were able to uh, identify and then discuss. And so people left that gathering or that meeting and went home to their countries after everything was done. And they were all talking about it and glorifying God as a result. Now that is so very outstanding. And it's indelible in my mind when I first heard it and read it, you know, I, I believe that something notable had happened on earth, uh, which God had made clear to the disciples, to his son Jesus. And uh, I think right now, we are still experiencing that because he said whatever happened uh, there, well, his word declared that, that will be passed on to his children or the, their children and their children's children, the different generations. And so it is evident that God is still working among his people and he's speaking to them in different ways. One of the things about it too is that uh, there are so many different languages and yet God is able to, you know, speak to them and they understand it, you know. So it is, that is personal for me and it is special. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi, this is Suzette. Um, the question was, um, how can I apply it to God? So the word promise, um, as in the last verse that stood out that Michelle wrote, well, read Isaiah 43, verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they won't overwhelm you. And the fire, you will not be burnt. Um, neither will the flame kindle upon you. So it's, it could be literal. Um, if you think about um, Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den or the three Hebrew boys who were thrown in the fire, they literally were in the fire, but they were not burned as the Holy Spirit um, was in there with them and kept them from becoming scorched. But when you think about, uh, for me, thinking about life's trials, and what life uh, tends to bring you, 
I think about the fact that he protects us in the midst of the storms. So he's the one that brings the peace. He's the one that um, gives you that hope. He's the one that opens the door when it looks like everything is caving in on you. When man can't help you, God is the one that is there to help you. He allows you to look up to him. He said, lift your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help, because your help really comes from the Lord. So um, to me, the promises that he made in his word to not leave or forsake, to give us peace, to give be our strength, to be our healer. He's the one that gives us salvation. Um, the one that has promised us eternal life. Uh, to me, that is my reason for living. So my reason to keep going and encourage that whatever I see is really not the way it is because the Lord has protected us, has already made a way of escape. So we are able to bear the trials. Thank you for listening to Seed Planters with the Cameron family. Join us for our next episode next week.